Hello and welcome to Dragon's Demise, the podcast about what happens on, around, and behind the tabletop. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Daniel George and Mac Hillier about their upcoming Kickstarter, Treasure Mountain. But first, over the last week or so, we've been publishing some videos from our International Tabletop Day at Labyrinth Game Shop, as well as the draft that we did of the Unstable set with our friend Sam of Googly Eyes on Magic Cards. You should definitely check those out as well. But let's go ahead and jump into our main feature. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Dragon's Demise. Uh, we are here today with Daniel George and Mac Hillier, who are the co-designer and the artist of Treasure Mountain, as well as the designer and the artist on Dragon Brew. So welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Daniel, thank you so much for being back. I know we talked to you in the past about yeah. Dragon Brew. Mac, this is the first time you've been on the show, but you guys worked together before. You guys worked together on that game. And so this is sort mm-hmm. of just a continuing of that creative relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a wonderful relationship. Dan sort of found me while he was searching for demo art when he was still testing Dragon Brew and sent me an email and kind of the rest just snowballed out of there. And it's been wonderful. He asked me if I'd be interested and if I had some free time and I was yeah sure <laughs> so uh, he hired me and then um, basically kind of just let me off the chain which was incredible as uh, as an illustrator who was doing his first really big contract so yeah, yeah it, was, it was fantastic and, yeah and I'm like yeah yeah and I'd yeah. like to say Mac and you've done an awesome job you've uh, met all your deadlines and yeah and I pay you on time that's important too <laughs> pay your artists on time it's a working um, relationship for sure Yes. Yeah, and that's a good compliment, Mac, about giving artists the freedom to create. Because I know, in my theater background, like you just got to give someone a box and say, "Look, you, as long as you're within the box, paint any colors that you want." And you did great for that. And you had a good sense of humor with your artwork. Thank you. Yeah, that was one of the big things that you said right off the bat was that you really enjoyed how much fun I was having with whatever little story I was telling in my piece, and it was one of the things that really attracted you to was what I did. So yeah, yeah. Well, great. So, a uh, quick question looking back at the past. Daniel, Dragon Brew was your first game on Kickstarter, and now you've got another campaign going for this game, Treasure Mountain. How did you find Kickstarter to be with Dragon Brew? Was it as successful as you hoped? You know, were there lessons that you lo- took from it? Hey, let's do this again. Let's do something a little bit different. What's different the second time around? Ooh, that's a big, big question. There's um, a lot. Yeah, feel free, yeah. To, feel free to drop some parts of it. We can... No, no, I will. No, so, I mean, what was the Kickstarter experience like? I felt like... I have friends who have done Kickstarters in the past. I asked a lot of questions. I talked to a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. I'm a curious person. I'm not shy. I'll ask a lot of questions. I think that the information I got up front was invaluable to helping us succeed on the camp the campaign. I mean, was it perfect? No. Do we make mistakes? Absolutely. Our biggest mistake was not charging for shipping. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we ended up making no money. I think it was a little bit of a step backwards, maybe. But it was fun. I mean, the bo- the bottom line for this, our only goal was being the group of people I have here and, and Mac. We're all people that love games. And we just wanted to produce a game that we loved. We loved Dragon Brew. And we wanted to get it out there and lose as little money as possible. That was literally our goal. <laughs> and we delivered the game early and the game turned out nice. And that was for us a success. The biggest lesson I think we learned was 
certain people, certain paid advertising sites, I didn't feel like were worth it. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that some people have different, maybe my ads were bad, but some people have better performance out of certain ad places than others. Facebook, awesome place to advertise. Obviously podcasts and getting out there, getting your game to cons and mm-hmm. testing yeah. continues to be su- successful. It was a lot of work. I feel like it aged me <laughs> um, <laughs> since I did all the graphic art layout. So that was like two jobs in one. But no, it was we're crazy enough to want to do it again. So yeah, and we're going to go ahead and now we're moving forward with Treasure Mountain. So I don't know if there's any specific lessons, Mac, or anything that you felt like that we learned. I mean, I, I learned a lot by watching it. And um, it has helped me advise friends of mine who are looking to produce their own sketchbook kind of things other illustrator friends of mine mm. that kind of thing sure it's the kind of thing where i look at it now as not an insurmountable beast to launch a kickstarter uh, you know like i've had ideas maybe i want to do a tarot deck maybe i want to do a magic gathering tokens deck kind of thing being able to put my own artwork out there as sort of a sellable piece it's a much more accessible idea now to me for yeah learned a lot so I made it look easy. <laughs> well, you made it. You made it look real. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, yeah, no, there that's that's all you can ask for, really. Yeah. So jumping into Treasure Mountain itself, this new game that you've got, Treasure Mountain is another game like Dragon Brew where action selection and the timing of things is very important. But it's a little bit different than Dragon Brew in the sense that it's much more of a traditional Euro where you've got a shared pool of actions and everybody's placing their workers on uh, on the actions in the middle. There's a bunch of other elements as well, but that's one of the, the core elements of it. And was there a particular reason that you decided to move in a different direction to go for that more traditional Euro style? Well, I'll tell you a secret, that Treasure Mountain is actually older than Dragon Brew. So Treasure Mountain was originally designed seven years ago, if you can believe it. A long time ago, I did the design, and I, I start a lot of designs Probably mm-hmm. for every 20 designs, only one of them will get to the point where I actually make a p- prototype for a table. It was one of those right, designs yeah. that was like almost to the table, and it was missing an element. And I'll go back and I guess I'll explain after that. But anyway, it was missing this element, so I shelved it. I put it aside. I And I mentioned give my wife some credit. She has the co-design credit on Treasure Mountain. My wife and I were actually dating at the time. She was not a gamer. I converted her to be a gamer, and then I converted her to be a designer. So she and I actually pulled that game out, and we worked on it together, which was kind of a romantic project, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And she had some good ideas, and I think that it kind of picked it up. It brought back to life. But at the same time, Dragon Brew was was also a design that I had. And Dragon Brew, I felt, was a theme, and the art and everything was farther along. So that's why Dragon Brew went first. Mm-hmm. It's funny that Treasure Mountain is a game that's for my wife. That's the kind of game that she likes. Dragon Brew is probably more of a game that I like, because Dragon Brew, I think, is a heady game. And you guys did a great review. You guys caught on to a lot of things that a lot of people don't pick up right away as far as the balance of the game. And I would even argue that the balancing between quantity over quality is closer than, than you even think. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have a lot of high levels of player interaction, right? You would say the only yeah, thing yeah, you're going to take. So true. it's kind of a little soloing, but I love it because there's no dice. It's literally, you're just, it's your wits against somebody else's and building an engine versus yeah. Treasure Mount is worker placement, but with bumping. And the bumping being, if yeah. you want to take mm-hmm. a space, basically everybody are dwarves. 
everybody's like kind of a, a clan leader. Your dwarves are numbered between one and, depending on the number of players, maybe up to five dwarves. And you take turns doing action selection on the board, right? You know, mining and pick, buying axes, whatever. Well, if you want to take a space that somebody else is in, if your dwarf has a longer beer than somebody else's, you can bump them. And when you bump mm-hmm. them, you take the action and they go back to the dwarf beds. But then the dwarf that get bumps gets to take another action. You're giving your opponent a free action. So it's mm-hmm. a really high level of player interaction in that sense that you pay a lot more attention to whatever he's doing. It's kind of a little bit lighter, I feel. And it's probably more like the game that she likes because you don't have to think five turns ahead like you have to do with Dragon Brew. I mean, sometimes yeah. with Dragon Brew, I know yeah. what I'm going to do my entire year already. Like I have it all planned <laughs> yep. out. Yep. Treasure Mountain's a little harder, a little bit more chaos. So the things I have that are similar to both designs is that I do mathematical model with every one of my games. I build like a little Excel okay. thing. And okay. I just, the math is balanced. And I pick a common denominator, like for everything. I say, look, like gold is the thing. Um, when I did Dragon Brew, gold was the common measure. And I equated what is a worker worth? What is this worth? Mm-hmm. What is an action worth? What is an mm-hmm. ingredient mm-hmm. worth? And once you get that balance out, and it's not 100% <laughs> accurate. It's yeah, close. yeah, yeah. Go, go. Dragon Brew is that way. Treasure Mountain is much the same way, is that it's mathed out, is that your gain per action. Some things, you know, some values change with two players versus four four players, but that's what's similar about the designs. I know that was a really long answer <laughs> to a very quick... It was a really long question. So, <laughs> yep. um, there you, you go. Want to take the next one? Why don't you describe Treasure Mountain a bit about, like, you know, just give us the, the quick pitch about Treasure Mountain, what it is, how it plays... The, the ideas behind it, things like that. Yeah, I mean, so Treasure Mountain is a dwarf-themed game. So there's a mountain that's all full of tons of gems, right? And everybody is a dwarf clan. And the king says, look, you know, you guys are the different dwarf clans. Get as much gems as you can. Whoever has the most wealth at the end of the game, then I'm going to make you the winner, right? The problem is the mountain is also full of dragons. So <laughs> yep. that's the problem. So that's the theme, right? It, it's very dwarf-like. Like, basically, the, the bits in the game are axes, gold, gems, and beer. That's it. That's all you right. got. That's about as dwarfy I mean, as you can get. It's a pretty dwarven selection, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So the mechanics of the game, as I mentioned earlier, is worker placement with that bumping mechanic. But there's kind of a tiling aspect where you're going to lay out your mine and you're going to kind of like kind of group tiles together to be more efficient mining. You get to add special mine tiles to give you special abilities. At the same time, there's a kind of a market to convert gems into gold and ways to convert gold into axes. There's always kind of conversion. There's also this kind of achievement section where you can appease the king by doing certain things. If you Mm -hmm. hold on to your gems before you sell them, if you have a certain number of gems, for example, he might have a nine sapphire so the player who has got nine sapphire who claims that that spot gets to take that award and get the points that's what the game used to be five plus years ago for my wife and i worked on it together the thing that she added the thing that we added together that fixed it was the dragons so mm-hmm. there are four beautiful spaces on the board i think that the most valuable spaces on the entire board are great Problem is that every time you do them, you roll a die. There's a chance that the dragon aggression track moves up. And I have to be honest with you, it came after she and I played Kingsburg. Because Kingsburg, if you guys are yeah. playing, 
that we played it. We're like, this is what Treasure Mountain needs. And so we went went ahead and kind of thought, okay, well, what would that be? And I had orcs, and she came up with the idea for 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 dragons. So as long as you do those spaces, there's a chance you anger the dragons. When the dragon gets to the top of the track, the dragon attacks everybody. So it's mm-hmm. like and there's kind of a luck aspect with dice, but you can mitigate that luck by going to the dwarf temple, buying axes, etc. I know that's kind of a long elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, but I think it describes the game pretty well based on what we've played. So I really like the the dragon and the, and the dwarf theme, all that put together, and the actions and everything. The dragon actions definitely are very powerful. Oh, yeah. You're straight getting stuff. You don't have to trade anything. That's you're right. just like, boom, all right, this is mine. This is what I need. I got it. As you were talking about earlier a little bit, balance. You said Dragon Brew was gold belt. What is the balancing like in this game? I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. I, I think I used a point system. Yeah, I mean, because what did I use? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a, I just created a generic point system mm-hmm. about that. And, yeah. you know, and I wish I, even the model, I didn't have it in front of me. It's so old. It was five years ago, last time I looked at the model. But yeah, yeah it was like, you know, what is an action worth? What is a gold worth? What is a gem worth? What is an axe? What is a reroll worth? Now, again, sometimes you have to tweak it because you can mathematically yeah. build a game and realize mm-hmm. that player and game behavior is not is going to change mm-hmm. that. That happened with Dragon Brew quite a bit. There's some things in Dragon Brew that don't look right mathematically, but based on behaviors and testing, it, it worked out that way. I just had to make small adjustments because yeah, gamers sense. are really good at figuring out how to game a game. Really, really good. And I have some phenomenal play testers. I've had the same group of play testers for years. People way smarter than than me, and they're just fantastic at breaking games. So I have to thank them for that. And can I mention yeah. one thing also about these games? Yeah, one course. thing I want to say is that, you know, I feel like I'm a mechanical designer with a little kind of a theme shell. But to give Mac a lot of credit here is that I felt like that I trusted Mac and his humor to hand it off to Mac and go, look. This is a game about brewing beer. And the only th- I think the only thing Mac ever, I think I sold to Mac was that every single image I need a gnome being used. <laughs> that was the only thing I thought that said, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that was actually when I first got the contract, that was really intimidating because I would send you art and I wouldn't get any notes back. It was just like, that's great. We'll put it in. And I'm just, just like, oh, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was expecting more feedback. As it, the job went on, I got used to that, and I realized that that's just how Dan wants to work. And very rarely, there's one or two times you said, no, this needs a bit more detail here. I just want to see that kind of thing. Or, or can you put in three more gnomes getting abused here? <laughs> <laughs> sizing. Sizing was a big thing. It won't fit in yeah, the cart. Yeah. Make it a little wider. That was about the number Yeah, there. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the biggest part, was just making sure that the images fit on the card in an effective way. And uh, over time, I learned I just need to overdraw everything. Sure. <laughs> yep. So that's this is actually a really great segue into sort of our next question, which is, you know, Max, so you've worked on both of these games now, Dragon Brew and Treasure Mountain. Mm-hmm. And these are games with very strong theme. Obviously, they've got a lot of flavor. They've got a lot of heart. Yep. And so as you were working on the artwork, you know, we've talked about sort of the back and forth or, or lack thereof between you and Daniel. Yeah. But did you find as you went along that sort of the, the games themselves began to speak to you and kind of vice versa and informed your artwork? The big first foothold that I got uh, with Dragon Brew going all the way back was Dan wanted to have certain things in phases. And so uh, one of the 
first things that I ended up doing was the box art. And that really began to set the tone for a lot of things. I had done a few initial sketches, a few initial like pieces or ideas of how certain things could look. The game began to sort of develop its own world, probably mm. in no small part to the fact that in order to help work on this, I downloaded the entire audiobook of Lord of the Rings. Um, nice. There you so, go. I got to listen to that probably two or three times uh, while I was working on this. And I would, you know, take my computer and my, my tablet and walk a kilometer, which is uh, just a little less than a mile for the Americans in the audience. I'm a Canadian, so <laughs> oh, okay. I would walk out of Starbucks and sit in Starbucks for a few hours each day, do a piece and then walk home and listen to Lord of the Rings. But sort of as as the game went on, it began to sort of take on its own voice in a lot of ways. And with beer being such the major theme, everything has sort of had to have a barrel or some indication as to how the world operated around beer and hmm. the magicalness of it or all the wizard spells doing different things and how the gnomes were being put to work today kind of it really took on a voice of its own. And that definitely bled into Treasure Mountain, especially with the design of the dwarves. And it, on the cover of Treasure Mountain, there's one of the gnomes sitting on the front of the minecart. So <laughs> it is it is a shared world. And the voice that Dragon Brew grew into definitely helped inform the work on Treasure Mountain. Yeah. Can I add a couple more things? And I would Absolutely. even say that yeah. back... What you described was perfect. And I noticed that you got better and better and better. And I am getting, you're like, no, I could tell that you're like wanted more feedback, but I yeah. knew you were heading in the right direction. Just to talk about two other game projects, and we could talk about more later, but there's a sequel or kind of a separate standalone game to Dragon Brew called Dragon Brew Oktoberfest, which is a 10 to 20 minute card game. There's just purely cards and little gnomes that game kind of came out of Mac's world. And then Mac, the artwork for that's done, it's something we'll probably do in the fall. Mac, I mean, that literally, I don't think I gave you any direction for the art for that game. It built itself. No, well, it, yeah, because like Dragon Brew is already finished, and you just said we're focusing on orcs and goblins on this one. And I said, great, let's go, let's roll. So it was, I already knew the world. I already knew where we were headed. And it was just a matter of sort of creating wackier and wackier characters for this new iteration and, you know, using the influence of the original and just pushing it further and further. So, um, and one more thing I'll say is that, you know, another game that's in development we're going to be testing is Brew Kingdom, which is a area control game in the world mm -hmm. of Dragon Brew where Dragon Brew is about one specific brewery, while Brew Kingdom is about multiple breweries around a whole entire area. And a key element of the game is really inspired by Mac's abuse of gnomes, um, <laughs> where it's true, because like that game is based on a mechanic system that's pretty old, but seeing the way Mac did a wonderful job abusing these gnomes, the fun part about that era control is that there's an Automa player, which is the gnome revolution. So the gnomes are revolting, right? And then, yeah. so the players are competing, but you also have this common enemy you'll have to put in check also, as well as, as roaming and ravaging dragons. So you have ravaging dragons, you have gnomes trying to revolt and trying to build a brew empire at the same time <laughs> i mean it's a lot to balance and i want to i want to make a comment really quick so you're preempting a lot of my questions Sorry. i have two questions here one of which is you know there's a lot of overlap can we expect that these games are going to be revealed to be in the same universe which clearly they are and then another question was how long before we can expect a gnome revolution <laughs> oh, 
So I mean, I think I think we could just say, you know, it's a great interview. Thanks, guys. We're gonna we're gonna call it a day. But no, we've we've definitely got some other questions as well. So one of the things, you know, we talked about Treasure Mountain. There's a lot going on. You have the the sort of balancing mechanic. You said you assigned a point value to all of these different types of actions. You've got actions that are going to anger the dragon. You've got actions that uh, a player takes individually. You've got actions that are called all play actions, which are similar to sort of a Puerto Rico style role selection. The first person gets a bonus for doing so, but then everyone gets a chance to follow that action. Putting all of these things together, you know, not to mention the spatial component of acquiring mind tiles and building out your mind and making sure that it connects in the way you need it to. Was there ever a point in the design process where you were worried, where you said to yourself, okay, this is too much? Or did you sort of, you know, did you kind of trust that the players were going to be able to synthesize all of this information and really enjoy the game? That's a great question. So I talk to a lot of game designers. I'm one of this person. I'm always willing to help people. I go to a lot of protos spills. I try to talk to players. One of the things that I see a lot of early designers doing is that I think the secret of making a good game is to call things down, right? So Treasure Mountain originally was a lot larger than, than it is. And honestly, oh, wow. having my wife be kind of a co-designer and her being new to gaming made the game better because I saw the game through her eyes and realized I could cut this, I can trim this, and I can trim, 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 trim. And we, for a point, we trimmed down a little bit too too far, and then we added some stuff sure. back. So yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just calling stuff down. And and, and I tell them, when every time I make a game, I make it for somebody. Like, Dragon Beer was for me, and, and Treasure Mountain was for my wife. And so when I saw that she was pleased and getting it and having a lot of fun, that I knew it was right. And we took the best of the elements we called and are including it in an expansion where it's going to be available on our Kickstarter campaign as well, which is like magic spells and everything like that, which is kind of more of a Dragon Brew kind of-ish thing, you know, with, with having player magic manipulate the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I was looking at the Kickstarter page and that expansion, you're adding the magic, you're adding a whole other type of gem, which fuels the magic, if I understand correctly. Correct. So what it is, it's... For twenty more dollars, which honestly is just a bargain, you get a, si- a sideboard which contains two ad- additional action spaces. Which is one is just a place that angers the dragon, which is going there. You can harvest some of the purple gems, which are used to fuel spells. The other one being like a wizard's cave, where you can actually, as an all play, where you can learn spells. And these spells break the regular rules. Like for example, normally in the game, as I mentioned earlier. A dwarf has to have a longer beard to bump another dwarf. Well, there's a spell that says grow beard. So you can have any, any size dwarf bump any size dwarf, right? It's a very important very spell. Important. Or culture. there's turn water to beer. And there's like all these like spells help defeat dragons. Some things to help mitigate luck. There's a spell that allows you to bump yourself. Normally you can't bump, bump yourself. It's called mm-hmm. blood sacrifice. The problem is the dwarf you bump, you have to toss in there with the uh, dragons for the rest of the round. Right? You're <laughs> sacrificing him by throwing him in the dragon cave and he doesn't come out to the next round. So It's brutal, it's brutal. man. So, yeah. so there's that and there's new tiles. So now there's a, a fifth color of a mine tile, which is purple. And that gives you something else you can build out. The other kind of element is, and one of our favorite is two Automa decks. So you can play the game solo, or in my opinion, I think a great way, my wife and I love it, is to play a two-player game with a third-player Automa player. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. It, and that, yeah. you, when you play the game, you play with one more worker than the base game, and but one less turn. So it's about the same amount of time. 
you know, it adds a level of complexity on top of the game. Maybe because we've played it so many times, it seems so if we love the expansion because it's another layer on top. But with or without, it's great. I think it's a really fun expansion, especially to be able to break the rules. And I'm all about, you know, games you can start breaking those rules make it a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's the point if you, you can't bend them until they break, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and Mac did fantastic artwork for that as well. The front cover looks like a 1982 D&D module cover. I mean, just like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> right? I had I had a lot of fun working on that cover. It was, that was one of my, like, like even outside of commissioned work, it's probably one of my more favorite pieces I've, I've done to date, so. Yeah, I like the color. I love that purple color. I, it's just great. Yeah. It looks great. It's all on the KX Turner page. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, your game so far, I mean, uh, Dragon Brew has amazing components. <laughs> And as of right now, based on what I've seen from the playtest version, Treasure Mountain's also going to have really cool components. It seems to be a bit of a focus for you guys to like make sure that the game feels as good as it plays. Yeah, I, I design what I in a horrible way, which you shouldn't do, is I design user interface out, which is really dumb. It's not the way you should design games, <laughs> but like, because I do a lot of the layout myself, like I'll lay out cards as I'm designing a game before the game is done, just for that look and feel. I also love bits. I just, and God, it'd be so much better to make games with less bits. It's a lot cheaper. But um, I just, I love bits. I just love cool. And there's a lot of stretch goals to see those bits to make it even nicer, like little minecart for the turn marker and kind of uh, better gems and better looking barrels. You know, little things like that. I just think bits are yeah. fun. And I, you know, aside from Oktoberfest, which is a very, it doesn't have a lot of bits. It's just cards and tokens. I do like lots of bits. Here's the thing I always say is that we don't make a lot of money. So you got to have fun, right? You got to make the games that you want to play. And worst comes to worst, (laughs) I got 500 copies of game I want to play in my garage, right? That's the worst thing. (laughs) It it is a thing on Kickstarter that Kickstarter audiences tend to love bits and things that they love stuff in the box and the amount of times i've thought to myself oh i wish i had a meeple for this game and i've been able to go to a different game that i own and be able to pull something out to just use as a placeholder because either something's missing or lost or i just needed some other token you know it's helpful just having more bits yeah and i mean i think you can just look at that you know you've got this entire secondary market for conversion Mm -hmm. kits you know you've got people who are going to produce they're going to produce you know specialty meeples or item meeples i think it's you know, they're yes. called the ones that can hold items or plastic tokens for each of these things. So, you know, you kind of sit down and say, all right, well, why can't I do that in-house? Uh, yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> let's have some I don't good know if stuff. you guys saw, but I have it right in front of me. We do have Dragon Brew neoprene mats that are really cool. <laughs> uh, nice. I, I didn't make them. There's a third party. I get like a dollar. every single. I mean, it's like, no. But we just <laughs> sure. won them because we love those nice neoprene mats. It's got the game board and everything on it. It's really, really nice for playing for playing Dragon Brew. But yeah, bits are awesome. awesome. I mean, figures people love even more. But, you know, we debated quite a bit about whether or not Treasure Mountain could have figures. And it just... It just didn't feel right. It like it felt like we were just forcing it. You know, you could have little dwarf figures, but how would you numbers? And I didn't feel like it added a lot to the game. It just added unnecessary cost. It does have custom-shaped sure. wooden meeples. Like, the actual game will have little dwarfs, little horns, and everything like that. But we always felt like we don't want to change the game just to make it purely marketable. And maybe that's dumb, but it's just we felt like it just it seemed too forced. No, I mean, I think yeah, that's that's sense. great. I think that's perfect. That goes for second yeah. publishing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Optimistic, Mac. I love it. A <laughs> second second run. run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Daniel, you know, we've talked a little bit about what's next for August games. You know, you talked about 
Oktoberfest, which you've designed, your wife, Kate Levins, you know, you guys have started working together. You're going to see some more amazing games coming out of the pair of you. Mac, what's what's next for you? Are you, I know you are an artist. You mentioned you do commissioned work as well as sort of contract mm-hmm. work for games. What's on the dial? Um, uh, I mean, I'm always available. <laughs> Dan actually came to me almost a year ago now, maybe, with a crazy idea to do uh, some candles with the um, Catholic-style candles with the saints on them. Sure, yeah, yeah, with the yeah, yeah, but instead doing the Lovecraftian gods. So keep an eye out for those; those are coming up. They're Um, called. They're called. I know some people who would buy those. They're called (laughs) candles. Okay. Uh, Those are probably going to be coming to Kickstarter about. What we talked about about August, September-ish, so for for the holiday kind of thing. Perfect. And uh, on top of that, like I'm always updating my portfolio for myself if I don't have any sort of regular work on. But I do. I do posters and stuff for my my friends that have concerts or whatever that kind of thing. And you know, like I've also I'm not a game designer per se but i've always got a game idea rolling around in my head somewhere so i just Ooh. sent dan like early about an hour ago i sent dan a, a design document for something that i've just had rolling around in my head so you never know maybe one day i'll be able to have my own kickstarter yeah that's super exciting i mean hey let us know we'd love to have you on again as a, a designer credit so. <laughs> exactly Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Daniel George of August Games, Mac Hillier, artist extraordinaire behind Treasure Mountain and Dragon Brew and a whole host of other stuff. Thank you guys. We always love having you on the show, Daniel. And Mac, I'm sure, you know, we'll be talking to you again sometime Can I I pimp out Treasure Mountain? Treasure Mountain comes to Kickstarter on May 2nd, 6 a.m. It'll run for the month of uh, May. Well, there you go. The link is in the show notes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Dragon's Demise. And a big thank you again to Daniel George and Mac Hillier for joining us for this special interview. Uh, don't forget, WashingtonCon tickets are on sale now. WashingtonCon's happening this year. Uh, same location, same great place, same bat time. Other references. Uh, September 8th and 9th at the Georgetown University Hotel and Convention Center. Uh, it's going to be a blast. There are going to be lots of games. There's going to be lots of really cool people, panels. Uh, you know, all the all those fun Washington activities that you've come to know and love. So hopefully, so head on over and register now, and we hope to see you there in September. Also, be on the lookout for some new video content this week. Of course, we've got our Wednesday stream. It's going to be... Right. It's going to be a variety stream this week, so it'll be a little bit of a surprise. Also, this... That's it. I'd say this week are, are what? Well, because th- we won't have any pandemic and we won't have any Starfinder. Yeah. So well, we then, might have Starfinder. Maybe. So then straight into uh, which one was it? I just talk about the the how to play video. On that. Yep. Also, special new treat: our how to play video for Dragon Brew is going to be coming out later this week. First of its kind. Uh, we hope to be turning it into more of a a monthly series. If you all enjoy it. And please let us know if you do, but be on the lookout for that on YouTube. Alongside the release of that video and this podcast, we are partnering with August Games to bring you a giveaway of Dragon Brew. So be sure to check out the description for more details about that. And be sure to check how to get your entries in so you have a chance to win this great game. Also, as always, join us next week when we review Petrichor.